May we know what this new teaching is? Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on in our study of Acts chapter 17. And today we're looking at verses 16 through 21. Uh, In this passage, Paul makes his way to Athens, Greece, and eventually he will address the intelligentsia who spend their time talking ideas in the marketplace uh, called the Areopagus, uh, the marketplace of ideas, the place where the philosophers and thinkers of the day spent their time pondering and um, debating and discussing all of these things. I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> the nerd in me thinks it's kind of cool that there was a place where those guys hung out. Uh, today, for us, it's the university or think tanks or research institutes where we see a lot of these kinds of minds hanging out, so to speak. Uh, but in that day, there was a physical place where you could go and engage with the philosophers of the day. Uh, I think that's fabulous. I think there's something missing in our uh, culture today where we cannot engage those ideas in a real public uh, format like they they did in those days. Um, Nonetheless, we're uh, a little ahead of ourselves there, but today we're going to be in verses 16 through 21, Paul making his way into Athens. So before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we pray that as we um, move into this time of study, your spirit would lead and guide us into the things that you have for us today. Father, open our ears and our hearts to receive what you have. Uh, We are hungry after you, Jesus, hungry after you. Speak through your word, we pray, in mighty uh, ways. And we ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, here is Acts 17. 16 through 21. Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus in the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time and nothing except telling or hearing something new. <laughs> so Luke gives us kind of a picture of, of this culture, and it was a, uh, a very uh, intense uh, place where uh, they talked ideas all the time. Um, there's something really attractive about that to me. I would enjoy engaging that. So Paul comes into Athens, and he immediately gains attention. He does, uh, as is his custom, the thing that he typically does, and that is to go seek out the synagogue and begin engaging with uh, the devout Jewish people there and the other devout uh, um, 
Gentile people uh, who are interested in God. And so we find that he spent time reasoning uh, with the Jews and the other devout persons. And then he spent time in the marketplace talking to whoever would talk to him about Jesus. And then um, he spent time talking with some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. Some of them disregarded what he had to say, calling him a babbler. And others said, oh, it appears that he's a preacher of foreign divinities. He's telling us about a God we don't know about. Um, And so in verse 19, it's very interesting. They took him into the Areopagus, the place where the intelligentsia of the day uh, hashed out the great ideas of their society. And they brought Paul in and they said this beautiful question, may we know, (laughs) may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting. Ah, uh, that is a, a beautiful phrase, and it is reflective of um, a seeking heart, people who are hungry to know truth. And their hunger to know truth made them open to all truth. And so the truth of the gospel was no different than other new truths they were considering, new philosophies they were considering. So, of course, in this place where the marketplace of ideas was uh, bubbling over with activity, uh, the gospel would find uh, a footing uh, because they would not reject it. They would be open to it. And so Paul had a perfect opportunity to witness in the most profound way to the gospel of Jesus Christ in the midst of the elite minds of the day who were in fact asking him to present to them this new teaching. (laughs) The Holy Spirit had positioned Paul for that moment. And the Holy Spirit had made ripe the hearts of those who were ready to listen, who in fact were asking Paul to present what he had to say. Um, And so I love what they describe. For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Uh, They were, that God was setting the stage for the presentation of the gospel in that setting. Luke tells us that all of the Athenians, in other words, the citizens of that town, and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time... (laughs) descriptly, and nothing except telling and hearing something new. So it was a culture where they literally spent all of their time talking ideas and hashing things out. Um, and uh, you can imagine the, uh, the intense conversations, the hand gesturing, the uh, elevating of voices, uh, the expressions uh, of... Um, Uh, verbal persuasion, all of those things taking place. What a beautiful scene that would have been. And here is Paul right in the heart of it. And he's got him on the edge of of their seats. And he's about to present the gospel. And that's where Luke leaves us, hanging on the edge. (laughs) And so tomorrow we'll pick up with Paul's address to the Areopagus. And it is one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. (laughs) Because it is a powerful display of God's call on our lives to be a witness in the places where God puts us. And um, Paul beautifully and powerfully witnesses to the gospel in that place without fear, but with great and godly confidence, empowered by the Spirit of God to go into that setting and be a mighty witness for Jesus. Do you know the reality is we too are empowered at every moment as his followers to be a mighty witness for him where he has placed us. 
how's your witness going? Have you been shrinking back? Have you been um, slow and engaging? Have you feared a few of the personalities in your workplace or in some of the settings where you typically function? How's your witness? Um, God has empowered your witness. He's empowered you every day with all the tools that you need to be a mighty witness for him. Don't shrink back. Don't shilly-shally. Don't waste time. Make the most of every opportunity. And uh, be bold because you have been given uh, the spirit of the living God uh, to empower you. All right, my friends. What a great setup to the rest of this teaching in, in Luke's account of the Acts of the Apostles. And tomorrow we'll be back in chapter 17 starting in verse 22 to hear what Paul has to say. God bless you today, and we'll look forward to catching up again tomorrow, Lord willing. You take care.